What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Season Gaming Big Cast. It is another fine Saturday. We've got a good show. We've got two brand new guests, man. Episode 132. I'm excited. But first off, it's not still a seven, but how you doing, man? I am. It is. It might be a 6.5. No, <laughs> I'm not even going to go that low. I, I, I am. When I rated it, it's so funny. When I rated that game, I was like, man, I originally had 6.5. I was like, you know what? It's probably a little closer to seven because it's, it's still well done and I'm still enjoying it. And then the farther I got in, the more I was like, yeah, this is a seven. This like, is awesome. Solid seven. I this need to go crazy. back and rethink my review. It's so accurate. <laughs> <laughs> my review is so accurate. It's unreal. It's unreal. I, I'm, I'm super I, proud. I like that you got your review on the video, though. You know, the trailer. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> yes, yes. Was, oh, man, yeah. I should have saved that picture. But Yeah, that was direct. Direct gaming. Yes. He is awesome. He crushed I'm working, it. I'm working with him on some uh, some mild stuff. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll show that a little nice. bit later. I'm sure that game's going to be overrated. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yep. moving on. <laughs> anyway uh, we've got two new guests this week people don't even know what we're talking about we're already off track yep. um we've got two new guests this week so uh but I, i'm sure familiar to everyone who watches our show because uh, there's a lot of crossover here so first i'm going to start with leo leo Nitus from gaming beyond the box what is happening man oh nothing much i just picked up Valhalla yesterday and been playing that and i played destiny of course <laughs> yeah yeah of course of course Get it, that is, light level up. <laughs> it is raid day after all for all our destiny fans out there the new raid is live it's being played right now so if you are a destiny fan and you're tuning in to us rather than the raid i just say thank you for that no <laughs> 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 and uh you you're early in valhalla i know um but as you can already tell it's better than a seven. Oh yeah way better than a seven oh, i mean man, i like it better than odyssey already <laughs> Well, you're essentially playing the same game. Listen, Leo, not. come back to Hold me on, here I'm gonna later meet on. Let me meet come Dan. back later on. Yeah. Come back later. Also, I didn't really get into Odyssey, so like it was okay, but like I didn't like like how everyone was like, "Oh, that's an amazing game." Yeah, I didn't see it. I was just like, "Eh." And I yeah. like that in Valhalla. I don't have like a million pieces of gear like two seconds into it. That's a that good thing. I had to, you know, take apart just to get the materials. It's like, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that I agree with you on. That is a they they and that's the redone one thing that. I don't like. Yeah, that's the one thing Ains hates. <laughs> and I'm, I need my I was loot, trying to man. figure out the point of having the birds still, but yeah. I was glad that they brought the eagle vision back or Odin sight. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Although that is funny, Leo, because being such a big Borderlands fan, I'm surprised that you are okay with lack of loot in Valhalla. Do you know how many legendaries I've sold just to a vending <laughs> machine? Like <laughs> thousands, thousands upon thousands. Because like I look for the, you have to find the exact stats you want. Yes. You know what I mean yeah. for your build. Yep. So, I was yep. actually playing that yesterday while I was waiting for the mail to get here with my Valhalla. <laughs> <laughs> nice, I got nice. Those new skins. It's pretty cool. Awesome. Around, well, uh, yep, thanks for coming on. We'll get to your uh, history and games in just a second. But uh, next, I want to introduce HTK or Peter uh, from our friends over at uh, Next Level Gaming Show, So, uh, which Dan and I were on just last week, actually. So yes, what is will. happening, man? How are you? Good, good. Yeah, I'm glad to be, uh, yeah. Yeah. be on, the, on the Big Cast show. It's uh, it's great to be here and let's have some fun, talk some games. Yeah. 
Yeah, we got we got some good stuff to talk about today, actually, as I was going through the notes. So fantastic. So guys, uh Fork Boy, what's up, man? Already giving us a big super chat. Really appreciate that, Fork. Uh, what do we got here? So love the show. Got it on background. Keep up the awesome work. Thanks as always, Fork, man. Greatly appreciate it. Appreciate it. <clears throat> um so yeah, first, before we do that, we've got new guests, and with new guests, we always like to talk about uh, gaming history and, you know, kind of what got you into gaming and your favorite series, those types of things. So uh, for both of you, we'll start with just a, a quick gaming history. Obviously, you know, many of us go back a long way. We've been through many, many generations and consoles and platforms and games, so we don't need a whole history lesson here. But just like uh, <laughs> what got you into gaming to start with and, uh, you know, kind of the, the quick journey along the way. So, uh, Peter, I'll start with you, man. Sure. Yeah, it's, uh, my, my first gaming experience was on, on an Apple II. My uncle had an Apple II, so that was the first little, you know, ASCII game that I, that I played. I think it was made of frog and you had to get <laughs> flies and something like that. And after that, I was kind of sold on, uh, on, on you know, on, on gaming, on electronic gaming, let's say that way. Yeah. And uh, growing up in the Netherlands, Commodore was, uh, well, Commodore okay. 64 was huge. So I'm a huge Commodore 64 fan. Nice. Uh, that was basically my, my, you know, I call it a console. Most people say, but it's not a console, it's a <laughs> PC. But I don't know anyone who really used it for, you know, more PC applications except a uh, old veterinarian who used like a, 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 a pad, Commodore pad for, uh, <laughs> I don't know. For something years, years, years ago. I <laughs> uh, also had the uh, game and watch watch games, which now become popular again, apparently. So mm -hmm. I had plenty of those. Uh, then for Commodore, I met, went to Atari Mega ST, also for MIDI and playing keyboards and stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. Recording on Cubase, so that kind of wanted me to uh, get an Atari. Did some PC. Then, you know, mainly on PC for a long time. Then came the, the original Xbox. Okay. I saw that Costco and it's like, oh man, the racing game looks so good. And I got them racing. <laughs> and at that point, game. it's like, ah, oh, so smooth. And it's like, okay, I need to have that. And uh, from that point forward, I really went to console gaming. I had the 360, PlayStation 3 a little bit. Okay. Uh, didn't do too much about it. Uh, Xbox was my main main gig. I also had the Wii. A lot of fun with the family. Then to Xbox One, Xbox One X, now Series X, and PlayStation Five. And ah, oh, man, fantastic, uh, <laughs> fantastic good, new man. hardware and games galore. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a fun couple of weeks. So I think uh, a little later in the show we'll talk about uh, kind of our continued experiences with the Series X and PS Five, um, which will be fun. But of course, so if you had to pick uh, across your gaming history, what's your favorite individual game or even series? Like, what's your Here's classic. Uh, you have one? I go back to the Commodore 64 days and Epic's games were one of my favorites with the summer games, winter games, California okay. games. Yeah, yeah. That was like, uh, I had so much fun and so many good memories. Wow. I don't so. think we've ever had anyone go back to that. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's a class. I mean, those are going way back now. That, that's yeah. going way back. I mean, it's just uh, the memories. You know, now when you look at them, it's like, yeah, you know, they look a little bit more dated. And of course, there's so many good stuff like, you know, Assassin's Creed is, you know, the Ubisoft games that it's pretty the, the, the current game favorites favorite okay. for me. So, gotcha. Okay. And then, uh, would you say Commodore 64 is your favorite platform then? Nostalgia-wise? Uh, Nostalgia-wise, yes. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Well, that's cool. Yeah, what you can... Oh, I forgot. I also have a... a oh, yeah, I said we also have a Switch, which yeah. uh, mostly play the old NES 
the Super <laughs> NES games because I never had those consoles, so those games are still new. Although, oh, okay. You know, and, and you know, you knew. And I know some of them, but I haven't played them too much, like uh, you know, Donkey Kong and all that stuff. But yeah, it's it's good. Man, to go back so you to never, games. you never in its original form played through like Super Mario World or uh, Super right. Metroid or anything. Correct. Never. Wow, those are legends, <laughs> man. Yeah. Yeah, you got to go. But even now, even today, those are incredible games. Right. So that's why I'm happy about those mini consoles, you know, those, those yeah, retro yeah, minis. Yeah. It's like, you know, you kind of get a little bit of few for one of us uh, in those days because yeah, uh, I'll collect those as well. Fantastic. Cool. All right. So, Leo, same kind of question, man. What got you into gaming and, um, you know, what got okay. you here today? I got 30 pages wrote out. Take a seat. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got started back in... I believe it was around 1990 with the Nintendo system. My brother came home on leave and he got me the one with Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt came with the gun. Yeah, yeah. And well, that it was called. My mom couldn't get my attention for a long time after that. <laughs> <laughs> um, then after that, I got a Sega Genesis, which is my favorite system ever. Nice. You're welcome on this show. Good answer. I mean, I played so much Sega. It wasn't funny. And I had a Super Nintendo 2, which has one of my all-time favorites with uh, Link to the Past on it. I love that game. I could play it over and over okay. and over. And then after that, I missed out on the Sega Saturn, the Dreamcast, because just couldn't afford it at the time when I was a kid. And then I got a PlayStation 2 and played a lot of Don't Make Cry, Resident Evil, sure. stuff like that. And then after that, I think... I got an Xbox, the OG Xbox on a lark because I went to a video game store with my nephew and they had Jade Empire playing. Oh, great game. And that's what made me pick up the Xbox. I was like, I want to play this game. This is awesome. And yeah. I've played a lot of Bioware since then. <laughs> like, I don't even want to know the hours I put in the Mass Effect. That <laughs> This is something I don't want to know. Classic games, man. So is that your uh, so then what's your favorite series of all time? Because I know you're a diehard Borderlands guy. I was gonna say probably most people expect me to say Borderlands, yeah. but I have so many favorite games I've spent so much time on, but I think I'll take it back to the NES and go with ooh, either Mega Man 2 or Ninja Gaiden wow. or Dragon Warrior. One of those okay. three. Because I love those three games so much. Like, I put a lot of time into Ninja Gaiden because I couldn't save, so I left my NES on. <laughs> As <laughs> we all did. I was going to sleep, my mom would check on me, and then she'd go to bed, and then I'd get back up, start playing it again. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Dragon Warrior is, uh, I joke about that game in Fantasy Star a lot because, as you guys know, back in that day, um, you know, th there were no guides. There was no YouTube. No. There's no, you know, internet. <laughs> there's no way to look anything up, and you just had to figure it out, oh, which could Final take Fantasy a long time. Pay in the ass back then. Yeah, Final Fantasy, same thing. All those old Japanese Breath RPGs, of Fire. Man. Oh, <laughs> man. So that's awesome. And then, um, you have a favorite platform? Um, well, if we're going through all of them, Sega is probably going to be my favorite. And followed by Xbox, because I've played, like, ever since I got my OG Xbox, I've been playing on that mainly. Like, gotcha. I never owned a PS3. Okay. I owned a PS4 really late. Uh, like, what was it? Horizon Zero Dawn was out when I got it. Okay. And cool. I mainly got it for Street Fighter. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Another classic. So, excellent. All right. 
So, uh, well, welcome, guys. Um, yeah, appreciate Thank you, you having you on. And um, let's get into some of these topics. So first, I want to talk about Cyberpunk. So Cyberpunk 2077, we got the final Night City Wire this week, uh, along with a surprise show that they just kind of released on Tuesday with actual Xbox console footage, which was interesting. So they showed uh, Xbox One X footage and Xbox Series X footage. And uh, just to be very clear, in case you weren't aware, uh, although I, I would assume our audience was, is that the Series X footage was running in what they call compatibility mode, right? Um, meaning it's still the Xbox One version of the game. They, it's not <clears throat> upgraded for Series X yet. They were just showing the differences running on different hardware. Um, so, uh, I, I don't know if you guys check this out. We'll start with the Xbox footage. Um, and then, you know, Night City Wire, they really hi highlighted Keanu Reeves and his character in Johnny Silverhand. I'm what so it tired of hearing about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you might want to mute for a little bit then, because we're going to talk about oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. It's just like, he's everywhere. It's like, damn, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is everywhere. That's for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, then they highlighted some more of the world, and they gave us the what they were calling the last kind of major gameplay trailer prior to launch, um, which was over five minutes long of straight gameplay uh, and, and very, very impressive. So what I kind of want to talk about is two things, really. Did you guys check out the footage on uh, Xbox, you know, the Xbox footage? What did you feel about that? Does it look, you know, as what you expected? Um, and then in terms of Keanu Reeves, uh, and Johnny Silverhand, they've called him a kind of side protagonist, meaning he's not, you don't play as him, but he's also not like a sidekick. He's kind of like got a full story that's built into the game. Um, and so that I figured that's a kind of a unique thing, especially for someone as famous as Keanu Reeves. So um, anyway, what'd you guys think about this, Dan? I'll start with you, man. I didn't watch it. Oh, come you on know, now. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I block cyberpunk on Twitter. All right. I block everything I can on it. Mostly due to the fact that I am done ingesting cyberpunk for now <laughs> until I get the actual game. Well, it wasn't delayed again. So that's the good news. The, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what happened. They basically delayed it again. And I was like, well, I'm blocking these dudes. I'm done with them. <laughs> you know, just come out when you come out. I don't want to hear anything. Surprise me. You know, whatever happens. Listen, I, I, I saw some stuff about it. I didn't get a deep dive into the cyberpunk stuff. It says somebody, I think I saw a video where somebody is, you can play as Johnny Silverhand. You know, no, that's not true. Okay. No, that's what I was just saying. Is that, okay. See, this is, you should have watched at least the Johnny Silverhand. <laughs> no, 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 not the footage from the game. The part talking about with Keanu, because they show like the motion capture and they tell the story of what oh, you know, okay. they're doing with it. Um, must been, it must have been something else. I did see some of the footage too, you know, and that, but it was, it was on a Twitch stream. So it really yeah. was bad. <laughs> like I couldn't get, I mean, just, that's just cause I don't get Twitch. My, my Twitch never works. Like when I try to watch you, I always get really poor, you know, reception or I don't know what it is. Um, but it, I just wanted to look good. It's not the new, it's not, the, it's not, it's not the, series x stuff right it's just some little upgrades here and there i mean i i, I really don't know what i'm going to be getting all i know is i'm going to be playing cyberpunk hopefully in a couple weeks that's basically what i'm at I, I i didn't i didn't see you're not much help at all no i'm really not <laughs> no. you're not the worst person for this no. yeah. because i'm trying to I'm, like i said i'm trying to block this out of my head so i can just be fresh when i go into it all right yeah 
So yeah. let me let me let me mute you and move on. Good. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So Leo and HD and Peter, we didn't even talk about if you guys are really as hyped for this game as we are. Um, what's your interest in Cyberpunk? I'm I'm definitely interested. I actually pre-ordered it like okay. this week because it was on sale new new way for ten bucks off. Okay. Digitally, so it's like yeah, score. Um, I did not see the actual footage, the uh, Xbox One X. Uh, Slash Series X uh, footage. Okay. Um, I'm kind of curious why they didn't show the actual, you know, optimized Series X footage. It's just not done. It's not ready. So, yeah. So yeah. that's kind of disappointing. Um, yeah. Yeah. That won't be ready till next year. But uh, they yeah. haven't, even, they, they just keep saying next year too. They haven't even given us like yeah. a, any we, kind of target I, I date. Did. Are they going to give it to us? Or it's just like, <laughs> hey, good luck. Uh, yeah. We'll Leo, minimal, what about you? Uh, you you pumped for this game? I've never heard of it. Is that like a cheer? Stop it. Buy your video? Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm hyped to play it, but after watching the video, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to pick it up until later. Okay. Because I, I play on an Xbox One S. Okay. So I'm afraid that it's going to look like really bad and play really bad on it. Okay. I don't, I'll probably end up picking it up because I really want to play it. Yeah. Because the footage they showed, like all the little details look so good. Yeah. Like yeah. oh, like all the little ads and all that stuff, hmm. and the gameplay looks fun as hell. Yeah, it, it looks, looks really incredible. Oh yeah, yeah. It's oh, well, the, like the cool thing is that like they made streets, like you can follow street signs to get where you're going. I thought that was such a cool thing they put in there. <laughs> yeah, that I, that's so that's kind of what I wanted to get to uh, here in a second too uh, is the open world design and what that's going to mean for games in the future. Um, but I, if yeah, the, I guess we don't have to stay on it then. But I was going to talk about what they showed with Keanu Reeves was really interesting. Um, I'm actually surprised they didn't give him a bigger part. Well, that, no, that's what I was going to say. He he is the biggest part in the game, other than the main character. Well, I, I don't know if you know anything about the original, like the tabletop game, but Johnny Silverhand's like a big deal in it. Like okay. he's the big, you know, person in it, and. He has like an entire arc throughout the whole game. Yeah. So no, I, I knew it was a tabletop game. Obviously, I never played it. Um, I had no idea. What? None whatsoever. This is what happens when you don't do your research, Dan. <laughs> Jesus. He's like, I didn't watch our <laughs> I don't know what this is. So did you? You thought this was a, all week. You no no no. Going back, you did. You thought this was a new IP. I mean, I, I thought it was like books, like The Witcher. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a famous tabletop game from decades. Like it's been around for a very long time. Yeah, that came out in '93, I believe. Something <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah. I was I was playing like actual you know Warhammer and, 40k. You would think I would actually know about this. You know, and the game that's coming out soon will is like a hundred years after the tabletop game, if I remember right. Uh yeah, it's definitely posted. I don't know how many years. I remember seeing that though. Um, but going back to Johnny Silverhand, I think what the point I was trying to make is what really seems interesting based on what they showed this week is that, yeah, you don't play as him, but he's with you the whole game, and he actually has his own kind of protagonist story. So, like, depending on the decisions you make with him, his story will go, it seemed like either with you, against you, or kind of off on its own tangent. Um which seems really, really crazy to me because I was trying to think of any other game where you don't play as a main character or excuse me, 
the you have a main character story, but you don't play as it. It's kind of like on the side. And I found that really interesting. So I think like, um, you know, like Witcher 3, in my opinion, set the bar, especially now that it's five years old, set the bar for kind of storytelling and open world design. I think Cyberpunk's going to do it all over again. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be surprised when they realize Johnny Silverhand is not a person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. They think he's a real character. Right. Yeah. When in fact I, he's he's not. <laughs> what the fuck he was? <laughs> now he's no, just he, a ghost. Yeah, he's yeah. he's 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 dead, right? But he's a um. Yeah, it's I, like it's his artificial intelligence kind of. Version if he's of still him. like a living person, then wow, he looks good for a hundred, like over a hundred years old. <laughs> yeah, it's basically an AI computer version of him that's in mm-hmm. you, like goes um, with you. It's like you Cortana, seen, Johnny uh, Cortana. Have you ever seen Ghost in the Shell? That's what I keep thinking of. Because they have ghosts in the machines. No, I mean I know of them, but I I never really watched them. No, shame, Dan. You didn't know that either. <laughs> I listen. I'm going in blind, man. I have no idea what's happening. Ask him about Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell you anything. He can't tell Vikings. us anything about that apparently either. So no, it's terrible. Um, but uh, no, on the on the open world design. So for anyone who has been paying attention to this game. Um, based on what they're showing in the video, especially this week, um, in my opinion, it definitely feels as though Cyberpunk is going to kind of push the bar forward again. What we saw from Witcher 3, games like, there's three games that I think in the past decade, in my opinion, uh, and I want to hear from you guys on this, that have really changed open world games. Uh, those are Grand Theft Auto V, Witcher 3, and Red Dead 2. And I think that all three of those, in their own way, have really fundamentally changed how open world kind of RPGs, for lack of a better word, are designed. And I think it feels like Cyberpunk is going to be the next game that really just changes everyone's perception of how detailed um, and how engrossing an open world game can be. Yeah, you might be right, man. I mean, and you're right on those three. I mean, they, they were, you know, that genre defying define defining you know <laughs> games the, all three of them were you know and they 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 kind of built on you know what they had prior to that you know not necessarily the witcher the what the witcher 3 did you know from the witcher 2 was was such a humongous leap mm-hmm. and and that's what has me excited for cyberpunk because i know what you know we said before the potential for cd project red you know is almost limitless. I mean, I think they're my problem. And, you know, used to be Bioware, but they're definitely a top three developer for me, you know, and even, you know, in Rockstar with Red Dead Redemption 2, um, it's, it's, it could be, you know, it's, it's going to be, I'm really, really interested, you know, with all this stuff that they put into it, you know, just to see what they actually have accomplished. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, I guess. You know, but it's still my number one anticipated game. You know, even beginning of the year, it, it still is. Yeah, far and away. Yeah, yeah, there was nothing else that came that you know was coming out that um, I was looking forward to as much. Well, as hell, every other game scared of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, they're literally running away from it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm okay with that, though. as they should be. Yeah, for sure. My favorite post was. Uh, Path of Exile saying that they will not be releasing their update because Cyberpunk's coming out on the same day. <laughs> yep. Yep. It makes and sense. Me, 
and medium got moved too. Um, same thing, same comment. So, but I mean, are you guys, do you guys, Leo and, and Peter, do you normally get into those types of games, those big open world games like I mentioned, right? Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead, yeah. Witcher. I mean, I've, I've, I've played them all and uh, I'm, I'm hoping with Cyberpunk, it's a combination of all the good stuff out of those three. <laughs> Right. My opinion, Red Dead Redemption Two is like the world felt very alive, but the story was like so kind of stretched across that it's like you know it it had so many, many, many downs and then, then, then ups. It was kind of like uh, my my main disappointment of this generation because I was super hyped for that game, and uh, you know, and the the Witcher Three was fantastic too. You know, just uh, the the storylines and the you know. How that intertwines and stuff. So I, yeah. I, I I see Cyberpunk as the best of all these ideas, and it's just gonna be massive. You know, it's gonna be alive. It's gonna be huge. It's gonna be the stories are like all intertwined, and and it's 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 gonna be crazy. Yeah, and in fact, I don't know if you guys saw too, but they're talk. They've said that uh, someone asked them about game length because they released the uh, PC requirements yesterday, system requirements. And someone asked them about game length, and they said, we're not commenting on game length because it can vary drastically depending on the decisions you make. You'll be upgrading your graphics card two times before you finish the story. <laughs> Man, if it goes by decisions, I'm going to get screwed. It'll be like five minutes for me. You're dead. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you picked <I> wrong. <laughs> I can't even imagine what that means. Like, it, you know, it, I had close to 300 hours probably in The Witcher, and it's it's insane. If they can, yeah, I know it's supposed to be technically smaller in scope, but you know, you can oh, you small, can, smaller in world, map world, size. world size. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So, so dense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's going to be the problem. It's I, I'm really curious to see how much they packed into this place. You know, this Night City stuff. I mean, I just hope you know, like with The Witcher, what they did, what was so unique about that for me, anyway, was like what Peter was saying. You know, every of these, all these stories were kind of intertwined with yeah. the main story and it actually, you know, made these side quests, you know, which essentially what they were, even though they were categorized as main quests, but they were kind of on the side there. And you, you're just kind of, you would play something and be like, Oh, you know, this comes back five or six hours later in the game, your decision over here and everything was meaningful. Yeah. You know, every decision you made meant something later on down the road. You know, and well, I know there was at least what three or four different endings. I know there's three, there's three right? In which okay, okay, yeah. yeah, and and all that kind of came together. It's not like where it was just kind of an arbitrary color choice, like Mass Effect. Yeah, there's three. like no waste in it, like yeah. none at all. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. It feels mm-hmm. like everything is meant to be there and has a purpose. Right. Um, but they didn't. But it also didn't. It limit. It lets you do as much as you wanted to. You know, to a certain extent. You know all the all the sides, you know the real side stuff. Yeah. You know that's what I want to see. I want to, but you know, it'd be nice if you can make everything meaningful. But that's really really hard to do, especially in a world that's so huge and has so much content. Yeah. And and then you come out with, you know, two DLCs that arguably were better than a lot of the games that were made that year. You know, it, it's insane to me what they did with that. So again, super high hopes. We're gonna see yeah. what happens. Mm-hmm. And they even put Quest and free DLC and everything. It's just like good grief. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're uh, they're pretty unbelievable in that regard, um, which is why you know, I mean, Witcher Three and the way they've handled that game with the expansions and just continued support has fundamentally 
change CD Projekt Red as a company. I mean, when when Witcher 3 released in 2015, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but they, if I recall correctly, they were less than a $2 billion company in terms of market cap. They're now valued at $8 billion. You know, so I mean, it just shows you what the strength of a single IP can do um, if it's handled correctly. And uh, it's just, I think if Cyberpunk hits like we think it's going to hit, um, and if it hits those same highs, I mean, I, I think the argument would then have to be made has CD Projekt Red taken over as the, the premier developer in the world. I mean, they're doing really good with that Gwent game, too. I know a lot of people play that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a side project for them, and even that's been popular. It has its own pro league, you know what I mean? Uh, which mm-hmm. was born out of a side game in The Witcher 3, which is crazy when you think about it. Which I tried to avoid, like, the plague, won't lie. <laughs> <laughs> I was a direct opposite. I literally did like, everything I, in that. I've played a lot of Magic the Gathering, like, <laughs> and that just, like, messed with my head, the bros. I was like, no, that ain't how it works. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, but I, I, hope, I really but think, I, yeah. I hope but, you stay with one character though in Cyberpunk. Like in the Witcher 3, when you played as uh, uh, Siri. Yeah, Siri. It's like, it felt jarring to me. Okay. It's like, I got me out of the, you know, out of Geralt's role, out of his role, and I have to play as her. And that didn't jive with me. Hmm. So hopefully. That's uh, fair. Yeah, I think um, one of the. Uh, one of the uh, arguments I've made all the time, because if you remember, it's not so much anymore, but we used to talk about Witcher 3 and a lot of comparisons to Skyrim, right? It's kind of like the best Western RPG. Um, and one of the arguments I always made for The Witcher over Skyrim was that The Witcher has a true protagonist, right? You play as Geralt, you feel as him. He's mm-hmm. incredibly well-written. Um, a lot of the stuff in that game is really designed around Geralt's story. Whereas in Skyrim, there there is no... There, it's. There's, you know, the the world's incredible. What you can do is incredible, but there's really no driving force of a protagonist there. I've and had I, 46 main ones. Thank you very much. You have what? <laughs> I've had 46 main protagonists oh. <laughs> in Skyrim. Thank you very much. But you know what I mean? Like you're writing for a non-character, right? It's just a generic, you're the player. And, um, yeah. Also, is, I think you missed out on Mass Effect. I think that was a great Western RPG. I didn't miss trilogy. out, believe me. I have hundreds of hours in Mass Effect. No, same. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm with you on Mass Effect. But I just meant, you know, that fantasy RPG style, right? Oh, um, okay. I got you. But um, what I'm concerned about with Cyberpunk is V, right? Your main character is V, and you can be male, female. You customize them how you want. I'm really curious to see how they write that in as a core story and if they can tackle it the same way as they did with someone like Geralt, because Geralt has a... Geralt comes from the books, right? There's a long history there. Um, and I don't know. I don't know, Leo, if you know anything about that. Is is V the, a made-up character for the game, or does it is yeah. it tied into the it's tabletop? It's an entirely new character. Basically, it's based off of uh, class, the Merc, if I remember right. Tech Merc, or it, they have some, like, all the classes have some, like, tech name added on to the class, but I think it's, like, okay. Tech Merc or something like that. Okay. But basically, they're taking, like, they don't say it outright, but if you go by what the tech work does and what V is, it's basically the same thing. And basically they're the ones that go around and fix the problems that people have. Gotcha. So gotcha. there's no like, but there's no actual like person, you know what I mean? It's the person you've created. Exactly. Yeah. That's, I'm very, that's the one thing I'm very curious about cyberpunk to see how it handles that. I don't, I don't know how they're going to like make your character story. I don't know if it's going to go by just, 
what you choose at the beginning because you can go nomad and all that. But right, yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah, I, I think uh, you know we we've talked a lot about cyberpunk, so we don't have to stay on it. But I think um, you know I, I think the biggest thing for many of us was the fact that it wasn't delayed. I think people were kind of nervous <laughs> that this last Night City Wire they would say you know by the way we've had to move it to 2021, but it looks like uh, at all costs it's coming out here in less than three weeks, which mm -hmm. is hard to believe. Yeah, so. this game's been in development for a while now because they started after Witcher Three. Yeah, or during Witcher Three. During Witcher Three, yeah. The the original announcement for it was seven years ago. Yeah, wow. which is crazy to think about. So anyway, uh, speaking of new IPs, we got an interesting surprise this week. So um, we got IO Interactive, and so IO Interactive, very very well known for their Hitman series. Dan, I know you've played a ton of Hitman. Um, they announced this week they've secured the uh, Bond license, 007 license, and they're going to be uh, making a game on that. Now, from the sounds of it, uh, this is still early in development. Uh, they're calling it Project 007. Uh, really no kind of core details about it. Um, in fact, they <laughs> later that day said they're still hiring for work on the game, so it's definitely not coming anytime soon. Um, but what I wanted to talk to you guys about was you know, um, Peter and Leo, Dan and I have talked a lot about the potential for Perfect Dark um, from the initiative and, you know, that potentially replacing or not replacing, but taking the role of uh, the lack of Splinter Cell that we've seen mm. for years mm -hmm. and years now. Um, so as I was thinking about Project 007 and what uh, IO could do with this IP, you know, if you think about the gadgets, the spy stuff, you know, all the possibilities for a 007 game. Um, you know, it could be something in that realm uh, where it feels like a Splinter Cell, feels like a perfect dark type game. But so I just want to ask you guys, you excited for this? And what do you want to see out of it? So, Leo, I'll, I'll start with you, man. Okay. Uh, first off, I don't have any connection to the Siphon Filter or the Splinter Cell stuff. I always confuse it with Siphon Filter. That's the one okay. I played. All so right. I like Splinter Cell to me is the guy in a lot of games. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like I never really like sat down and played them. Uh, I'm hoping that it isn't just a clone of Hitman. You know what I mean? This double yeah, yeah, double seven. Man, mm -hmm. that'd be terrible. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I, I definitely. One of the questions I was looking, you know, going to ask you guys was exactly that: is you know, how does IO make sure they separate this from? And Hitman. Can they make another game that isn't Hitman? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's kind of the same thing, you know, Hitman, Spy, Kills, you know, sneaks in, all that. It'll be interesting to see how they do it. And, like, will it have, like, how the gameplay and all that is. I don't know how it's going to turn out. I'm looking forward to seeing what they come up with, though, because they do a great job with the Hitman series. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Also, like, what's, what kind of James Bond this is going to be? You know, is it going to be the guns blazing uh, Daniel Craig kind of uh, James Bond or <laughs> more the uh, Sean Connery, you know, kind of like, you know, uh, kind of more, more spy than anything. So yeah. interesting. I mean, what they showed, you know, you, you see the bullet being loaded in the chamber. So uh, it's definitely going to be more probably I know action one thing, shooting the role. The music is probably going to be awesome. <laughs> you think they create a theme song for it like the movies mm -hmm. no for I sure bet they do <laughs> Dan, definitely I excited big... about it so it's gonna be cool they better have a badass opening too to go with the theme music yeah it's got to <laughs> yeah you gotta animate the opening for it 
So Dan, yep. you've played a ton of Hitman. I know you've done reviews for us on Hitman. We've talked a lot about it. What uh, you excited for this? Are you a Bond fan? And uh, what would you want to see out of it? Well, I mean, it sounds like you know it, it's it's going to be some kind of origin story, right? So according to the website, it was or that I saw. Um, yes, but, which is you know fantastic. Now they've got like you said, you know that they, they, they or Leo, you know they, they they're kind of leaning into it with with the Hitman stuff that they have already. I'm, the gameplay in Hitman, I don't think would be really, I don't think it would work well, you know, in my mind, you know, for like a 007 game, you know, I think you can take some of that stuff and put it in it, but you also need, you know, are they going to go like, an, you know, maybe do like an RPG kind of, you know, thing or, you know, and like, like Peter said, is it going to be more actiony or is it going to be more, you know, subterfuge or you know i don't i have no clue but and i don't know if their engine that they use currently for hitman would be able to pull that kind of stuff off you know no idea so i it's exciting to me because i'm a hitman fan and i do love the ioi but it's it's you know I'm, i'm again optimistic it's probably a super long way away yeah so we're probably looking at like two years at least, maybe yep. longer. Um, but it's, you know, it's cool, man. We haven't had a good Bond game since Goldeneye, man. You it's know, been so. a long time. Yeah, I've only long. played that like twice, actually, because I never had a 64. Yeah. <laughs> have you guys ever, have you guys recently, any time in the past few years, tried to go back and play that? No. Don't. I, I, I know Don't. what it looked get, like get the memory before, alive, and I'm just like, it. nope. No, it will <laughs> destroy your childhood. Yep. Do not go back and play it. It's terrible. That was always the best part of it. Was like doing like split screen co op with my brother, of course. and like going into a room and placing like proximity mines all around the door where he couldn't <laughs> see it, and he would walk yeah. in and die every time, and then he'd start <laughs> crying like a baby, and I would laugh like really really hard. It was so much fun. Child, I'm, I'm definitely gonna date myself, but we were playing that in uh, college, um, and uh, yeah, we would have nights where you just you know tons of alcohol, pizza, and Golden Eye four player competitions all night. I think I was in elementary. I stop it! Came stop out. it! <laughs> <laughs> um, but Dan, you're right. I totally forgot about that. So good shout out. Um, it is. They actually said st- the story is wholly original, mm-hmm. and it will represent the first ever James Bond origin story, as the players will attempt to earn their double O status. Huh. Awesome, so to man. become double O one. Double O one. So Maybe sounds cool. Seven lives and you go back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited for it though. I mean, IO is obviously talented. Um, I think the other nice thing too is that these games that we're hearing about now uh, being announced, right? They have the benefit of being developed into the new generation solely, mm-hmm. right? So you've got those new development kits, you've got the new hardware, you can focus on. The, the new uh, hardware, which I think is a good thing. Um, so that's cool. Well, isn't uh, Hitman 3 only going to be on next gen? Yeah, Hitman 3 comes out... Uh, February? Yeah, it's yeah. soon. Well, technically it can't be because it's backwards compatible on the PS4 for VR. So it has to work on the PlayStation 4, I think. I think it's for both. I'm oh, literally okay. going off yeah. memory. I, think so. uh, it, I thought it, it was next right gen down. only. No, it's on everything. It comes out January. It's you know it's on everything when it's also on the Switch. Yep. Oh. <laughs> yep. So. Oh, that's great. It's going to be a cloud game for Switch. 
cloud game. Mm-hmm. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah think you're right. Oh yeah, like the 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 streaming stuff. That's like why the, controls on there. That's how yeah, they use control. play control. Mm-hmm. And I found uh, out uh, like last month that uh, over in Japan, that's how they played Odyssey, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It was a cloud game over there. I got you. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, yeah, I guess they're they're probably putting the finishing touches on on that on Hitman Three, and then we'll be moving on to this. So pretty cool. I don't know how big that team is, but you know, if you're if you're paying for the Double O license or the the Bond license to make a game on. That's got to take some serious funding, right? Yeah. So I would imagine they're investing pretty heavily. They're actually a pretty small team because I've seen um, a documentary on Hitman on NoClip, one of oh, the yeah. best places to watch stuff, and their yes. team is not that big. Which is weird to me, right? Because you think the bond license would be very expensive. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't yeah. know. But you're right about NoClip. If you're not familiar with NoClip or haven't watched them, they are incredible. They have a uh, really good Witcher one too. Yes, they do. You're right. All right. Uh, so let's talk Avengers. I wanted to have a few laughs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> so I didn't play uh, Avengers. Um, we've talked about it. You know, we've talked about it quite a bit here in terms of, um, uh, you know, it didn't really land. It kind of pulled an anthem a little bit, right, where it, it had these big expectations, especially given the Avengers license and success of the Marvel franchises lately. Um, but a lot of problems with the game from from all accounts. <clears throat> and Steve, who uh, wrote the review for us, has also done multiple articles on the game for our site and kind of called out all the issues with the game, too. So it came out this week that, um, yeah, so Square Enix apparently lost $63 million on this game huh. um, and that the game itself only sold 60% of what they planned, huh. um, which is if you're a video game publisher and developer, that's that's not good. Um so the one I wanted to kind of ask you guys, well, if you've played it, I haven't played it, so you guys can talk I own more. It. Okay, <laughs> own it, own it. Yeah, I heard that too. <laughs> Very <laughs> unique word. Um, but yeah, I mean, does this surprise you at all? From from the comments I've seen, not really, because of you know the game didn't seem to be that good. But I think what's more interesting here is that now rumors are swirling that Square Enix, due to some uh, lack of success on the Western side, is actually thinking of, and this is just a rumor but thinking of selling off their Western development talent uh, and focusing purely on the East, if you will. So, you know, Square Enix is a pretty big holdings company and they have multiple developers, but they have companies like Crystal Dynamics who made the Avengers in the West, um, you know, that could obviously be a very talented developer elsewhere. So um, what do you think about this, man? $63 million loss on a single game. I think they screwed themselves with the beta, honestly. I think I think when it came out, people were you know it was just lackluster, yeah. and I think people saw it and you know I even I canceled my pre order for it, which is saying a lot. But then I ended up pre ordering it like a day before, so <laughs> throw that whole thing out the window. But you know it, it, it's it's it didn't do itself any favors uh, releasing in the state that it was, and that's you know we've talked about it before. You know these gas games like that, you can't. You gotta have not only a, a, a roadmap that's you know thick, you know, for lack of a better word, you know, it, it's gotta be, it's gotta be, you know, it's gotta launch with 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 a lot to do and and not be super repetitive. But it's you know that's what they all seem to be doing over and over and over again. I don't understand, you know, maybe that's just how it is, you know, maybe that's just what they're you know 
what the model is for, you know, for success. Obviously it's not because, you know, you just lost $60 million. You know, you had an IP that was literally on fire with, with the Avengers. You had mm-hmm. everything going for it. You know, you had big, you know, voice acting stars, you know, you had, you know, and, and then just, you know, a decent, like I say, it's a decent, like, fighting game i mean if you're if you're going you know it's not bad it's just not great so you know you you want to release something that's average and then a month before you know let people actually try it out to realize uh yeah this isn't really that good you know it's it's one of those things where like the demo kind of backfired i think okay uh, big time so we'll see Do you think messaging also had some issue to do with it? Like he needed, you know, actual money to get upgraded characters instead of, you know, using them in game. And then, you know, the, the Spider-Man playable character only on PlayStation. Could it have yeah. anything to do with it as well? I mean, I mean, I, I'm sure there are some people, people that, a little. yeah, they, they probably are like, hold that line. You know, I'm not getting it because <laughs> Spider-Man's not on the Xbox. You know, that's fine. You know, do whatever you're going to do, you know, but. It, I don't know what like the percentage of that is though, but you're right. I mean, it's just, it's so there's a lot of pain. Well, I, th- I was going to say, I think Peter's point, right. There might've been a tiny percentage that didn't buy it because of the Spider-Man thing. Yeah, but right. I think the overall point Peter is making is probably valid in that. If you look at the success of Spider-Man, the game, not the character on uh PlayStation, right. That is a very well done confined experience that focuses on the character who is a very beloved character. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think between Peter and Dan, what you both said is you, Dan's right in that the Avengers is on fire, right? I mean, a, a huge, huge property and IP, but they somehow made it into this game that just one didn't feel like, um, at least from an outside perspective, felt like they weren't doing the same justice to it uh, from a game design perspective. Not necessarily the characters, because from what I understand, you guys can tell me otherwise. The characters are pretty well done, and you can unlock no. cool things like the ca- the comics and all that. Um, the characters are horrible. They're horrible. Okay, they're not. So, Leo, <laughs> okay. you go ahead then, because I know you've played this a, more than me. I'm a huge comic book fan. Like, I've been a comic book fan for as long as I could read. Like, okay. And this is pretty much aimed at someone like me. You know what I mean? Look, at the comic book people, no matter how bad the gameplay is, there's the comic book people. So I should buy it and play it and love it and all this. But yeah, the one big thing that really gets to me with that game is there's no freaking characters like they only use three major villains throughout the whole fucking game yeah, oh sorry sorry for cursing you're fine <laughs> no. don't worry. Oh, we, don't, okay. we don't have a no cursing policy no. okay i didn't know that i was like oh crap i just flipped <laughs> out but you play you first taskmaster at the very beginning of the game that's the last time you see him yep and you first abomination which only for one level and that's the last time you see him and you play both those missions in the beta so you've already used up all you know two of three and then you got modok who is the main big villain why they chose him i don't know it's so stupid because he's a joke in the comics he's literally just a big head on a hovering platform (laughs) yeah they're literally making like a netflix series of him like and his family like his wife and kids with like Patton Oswald playing him. It's hilarious. It's, like, it's almost like stop motion character. claymation. Like the main villain. Where's Dr. Doom? You know? Nothing. Oh, go to the X-Men Lord. Get Mr. Sinister. There's King the Conqueror. Hell, throw Thanos in there, even though he's been in the movies constantly for the last however many years. Yeah. But like there's no and you fight robots all the time. 
That's all you fight. Mobs of robots and then a few aim people. You could have put Hydra in there. You could have put the hand in there, but no, you put robots. And like the character wise, the best one was Miss Marvel. She mm. did a really good job, but the rest of them just didn't feel like the characters. Like okay. it, it like they were confusing the comic book. Like they read the comics and watched the movies at the same time and confused the two. You know what I mean? Because they act they act different in the movies paired to the comics. Yeah. Sure. Also, Thor, Thor's voice actor. I like to throw that out there. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> oh, what's that? Well, with, with Bruce, he does Bruce Banner, and he was at Joel. No, it was. Oh no, it was. Uh, what's his face? A super pretentious doucher from uh, the last. You yeah, you're right. Yeah, he does Joel. Yeah, what's his name? Troy Baker. Troy Baker. Yeah, he's a douche. <laughs> yeah, I did not like his Bruce Banner at all. Nolan North was okay with Stark. It was uh, pretty much meh. I expected more from him, to be honest, with how many people he's voiced. Same with the other guy. It's like yeah. you would think they would do a lot better with it. I don't know if it was the writing or the direction. <laughs> but, like, the Black Widow was okay, but Miss Marvel was the one that stood out the most to me, voice acting and character-wise. Yeah, I, I saw good things about her and everything I read, but I mean, just in this last couple minutes, you guys have really pointed out the problem, right? You've named like four or five different things that coming all together would really ruin the experience. And also, the loot sucks. Like, <laughs> the loot game is horrible. <laughs> so they're, they're, they're batting a thousand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not great. Um, yeah, I will. There you go. Uh, I don't need to say anything. See, I, you guys, you guys covered it. Uh, barely get any. It's horrible. So like, the, the thing that um, the thing that kind of annoys me in the conversation, not about the game itself, but I almost, in a way, feel bad for Crystal Dynamics. Now, this was obviously when a game comes together with such a huge IP and comes together in this mess of gameplay systems like we saw here that seem to fail in different ways. Um, it's pretty obvious, and we, we, damn, we talked about this. Many groups talked about this prior to the game's release. Is that this looked like a game that kind of changed direction maybe several times, and they really didn't seem to know what they wanted it to be. Um, and therefore, you end up with this mess of gameplay systems. Um, and so it, it's a shame because Crystal Dynamics, right? They're a talented studio. Um, um they made the Tomb Raider reboot. Rise of the Tomb Raider, which is considered by many to be one of the best Tomb Raider games ever made. Um, and yet, you know, here they are with this game that's now considered a, a pretty big financial failure and could really impact them as a development house. So especially if Square Enix is looking to sell them off. I don't um, understand how the Tomb Raider people made it. It doesn't make any sense to me because I love the <laughs> Tomb Raider games. And this game, I'm just like, and I'm a comic fan, like I said. So it's just like, I should be loving this game, but nope. I'm exactly in Leo's shoes. I'm a huge comic book guy, and it is it. It's a huge swing and a miss. I mean, if you want to so get crazy. the comic book people, put comic book characters in the goddamn thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm with that's you, so man. annoying to me. <laughs> I couldn't tell. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I should have yeah, listened no, I... before. He told me not to get it. I should have <laughs> listened to him for once, but no, I had to get it. Yeah, yeah, it. It had all the signs of a game that was going to land kind of flat. It just did. Yeah. Um, it's a shame it didn't come together. I don't know what they plan for the future, if anything, when you've lost that much money on IP. The question now will be, do they continue to put resources to it and try to salvage it in some way, or do they just scrap it and move on? 
Um, same so question like that an Anthem. An Anthem had. too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, now with Anthem, you have the backing of EA, and and Anthem actually made money um, just because mm. it sold so well based on hype alone. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. I don't think it will. I think they're going to end up scrapping it. I think they just move on. I don't think they have any idea of what they're doing. Like what property they have. It seems like they know nothing about it. Like they've never read a comic book. Watched, <laughs> like they might have watched the movie. He's right, man. I mean, it's so true. Look at the I'm, first DLC. Right. Exactly what I was about to say. Like you're going to release not even Hawkeye. You're going to release, you know, some other, you know, Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop. Yeah. You know, it, it, I'm, She's from Young you, Avengers. Right. You've got, you've got, Spider-Man, you got Black Panther well, eventually. Hawkeye should have been in there already. Right. Like, he was supposed to release like right after you know if you, well, the game came out. I meant God, Wonder this is all your fault, Danes. Like <laughs> first Avenger, like before any DLC or anything, Hawkeye should have been in already since they're copying the movies anyways. Like, ooh, Hawkeye's a DLC character. Like, who gives a crap? <laughs> I mean, after playing all those characters, do you really want to just play as someone with a bow? I mean it's a superhero game, so give us superheroes. There's yep. so many Avenger characters you could put in there. Hell, you could put Wolverine in there. He was an Avenger. I'm with you, man. Yeah, but 63 million, so it's a lot of money. I think you know, like in poker, you have to know when to fall. And <laughs> yes, that's it. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I don't see. To your point, I don't see how you salvage this. Yeah, I don't know either. Now, now, funny to that point, we have an article on our site that Steve wrote, who is also a big comic fan also reviewed it for us and he wrote a theoretical article basically saying how can you fix this game um so he wrote about that now leo if you haven't checked that out i'd be curious to see your thoughts on it because i obviously didn't play the game so i don't know you know i don't really have any ideas there but he put some uh, time and effort into that so check it out okay um uh lady what's going on she said i'm here lurking while i clean and just want to say loving the conversation i still gotta read uh dan's article on Valhalla. i didn't read it because i wanted to like you're no not missing spoilers. anything, Leo. You're not missing anything. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, lady. Appreciate it. that. Avatar is awesome, by the way. Who did that? Did Sean do that? Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, <clears throat> so cool. Um, so let's uh, real quick. I want to touch on this uh, comment that Jim Ryan, our favorite guy, made this week. Very small comment, but interesting nonetheless. So PlayStation. Uh, he was doing an interview with an outlet. I forget which one, but you know, game. The topic of Game Pass came up as it tends to do with PlayStation now because Game Pass has been so successful. People keep waiting for PlayStation to respond in some way. And all he said was, I don't have the quote in front of me, but essentially said, uh, "There is news to come on that front." Um, and so this has, of course, led to more speculation that, hey, PlayStation is going to do something uh, either with PS Plus, with PS Now, or do something basically to modify their service offering to compete with Game Pass. Um, you know, been saying for a long time they have to do that. It's just smart business sense at this point. But um want to get your guys' thoughts here. First of all, do any of you use PlayStation Now? Yeah, I do. You do? Okay. Mm -hmm. Um do you did you get a PS5 as well, Leo? No, I just okay. have a PS4. Okay. All right. So <laughs> your your thoughts then if you've used PS now, right? I love uh, PS now actually. You love it? I play like it has so many games I can't play anywhere else. Because there's right. so many JRPGs on there and just RPGs in general, and I love RPGs. Yep. And like I've missed out on a lot of games thanks to the PS not having a PS3. 
So I've been able to catch up on a lot of them. That's awesome. Yeah. So you use it as kind of your, uh, for lack of a better term, backwards compatibility service. In a way, yes. There's also a few uh, JRPGs that are like released on the PS4 that I yeah. just found out about by just going through their library. Cool. That's very cool. So do you, do you use Game Pass as well? Uh, yes. Okay. So in your opinion, then, uh, since you're someone who uses both, um, you know, Game Pass has been this huge success. Um, and we could talk about why and the reasons why forever, but... PS Now, you know, still from a subscriber-based standpoint, is still pretty dated. They don't have the brand new games like we've talked about. But if you as a subscriber of both, what was what's the way I can phrase this? What do you think PlayStation needs to do with PS Now to make it a more enticing option for more people? Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, one thing they could do that would make it way better is to as soon as a new game comes out, put it on there. Yeah, so right you away. want day and like day. They do it, yeah. Just like how Game Pass does it with the Xbox main titles. And also they need to basically get more games on there that would appeal to other people. Like they put their stuff on there for a couple months and then take it off, which is so weird to me. You think, you know, they own the properties and they take them off, leave it on there and people will be like, oh, look, got a war. Oh, look, day's gone. Yeah. And then also they don't really have like, it doesn't. It seems like Microsoft has more going for them with the uh, developers of other titles. Like they get more stuff than third-party third-party yeah. deals. And also, they need to make it so you can download the games because there's a lot of the PS3 games that you can't download. You have okay. to stream them to play it. Yeah. Which, if you don't have the good, you know, a good bandwidth, it's gonna suck. Like I tried playing a, a Batman Arkham Origins on there. Yeah, yeah. that was horrible. I had okay. so many issues with it. Like it just, like video wise, control wise, it just was not working for me. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So that's. Yeah. Go ahead, Peter. No, I, I, yeah, I don't see that happening anytime soon, though. Oh yeah. Down with the PS3 because you know, <laughs> otherwise they would have had you know PS3 BC yeah. already like baked in. So I, I think just, it's, the, just it's the a best wish. To, yeah. <laughs> wish list. <laughs> Like so it I, would, think, uh, I know they're not going to, but it'd be nice if they would because it makes it so much easier to play games. Sure. Yeah, I think uh, you know, I, I think the biggest conversation point when you compare to Game Pass, the first thing people always say is the whole day and date thing, and I think there's a lot of debate whether Sony will ever go that route. Uh, mo- I think I don't know. Anecdotally, I think the consensus is they won't um, because they oh. see too much value in their IP from a sales perspective. Yeah, and they I need agree. That- I- doubt they will (laughs) yeah and they you know they need that more not to be funny but they need that more than xbox does um so i don't know what what are your peter you got any thoughts on this on ps now like you're not a subscriber so what would get you to subscribe uh maybe if it's part of ps plus you know like a ps ultimate (laughs) okay (laughs) maybe um uh also if they you know if if they put their first party uh, games like you know if they release a day one, that would be great. Uh, even like, you know, day plus 30, something more recent. Yeah. And, and, and keep those games in it. Yeah. So pretty much what Leo said, too. You need better right. content offering. I think Leo's point is valid, right? You, you own these IPs. Why are you putting them in in a timed way into your service? Like, why would you put them in and pull them back out? Um, 
it doesn't really make a lot of sense, especially when you can get God of games like God of War now or Horizon, which are a few years old. Why would you pull those out of a service when you can buy them for ten and twenty bucks? You're not making much yeah. money on them. Um, it's very it strange. Makes no to me. sense. <laughs> no, very strange to me. Let me get to the super chat. Mo, what's up, man? Hope you have a great show, guys. Dan's looking up tips online how to finish Yakuza like a dragon. Probably his obsession with the series continues. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So, not happening. <laughs> now he's a fake Yakuza fan. We've seen it come to light. He doesn't really care what for it. Hell, what kind of shit statement was hey, that? Hey, you're if you're not buying the latest entry, you can no longer be considered a fan. It just well, it went turn based. I know a lot of people that go away from series That's garbage. It goes turn based. Great <laughs> <Yeah>. garbage. <laughs> so, Dan, I know we've talked about PS now before. Neither you or I have subscribed, but anything new to add here besides the obvious that we've already kind of said? Not really. I mean, it's, it's that <laughs> you increased your prices to $70 a game. It's not happening. I don't think it, it's not going to happen. I mean, I, I want it to happen. You know, I want them to come day and date, you know, it, it's a successful model. It's not necessarily super profitable yet, you know, say like, like game pass, you know, but it, you, with with every you know, when you see fifteen million, probably close to twenty million subscribers now, if not more, yeah, you're gonna. The more you entice people to come into it, you know, with whatever it is you have to put in there, the 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 more potential you have to start, you know, really making money hand over fist, you know, and, and Sony, you know, will have to take a small hit, you know, initially if, if that's what they want to do and come day and date with their stuff, or they don't. And I still buy them, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> you know, it's, it's crazy. I think man. I think Peter's point of timed exclusivity is is probably the most interesting um, because it, you know why would you not say these games come sixty days later or whatever it is? You know, a specific time period because you're then you still capture all the early adopters from a paid perspective. Mm. Yeah, but early you adopters want to adopt it anyway. So they're not even waiting for the game to go on sale. So right, you know. right. So you're going to still get your sales, but it would make the service itself a lot more enticing if, you know, you had a game. Um, what's a big game? Miles Morales, we'll just use. If, you know, starting on January 1st, Miles Morales was in PS Now, you know what I mean, for the PS5. Um, whereas, you know, them saying, okay, you can now play Horizon, which is three years old, and then they pull it out after a couple months. It just doesn't make any sense. No one's doing that. Nope. So. I'll say one thing: the PS Plus is way better than the Xbox Gold <laughs> for the free games. You mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. No, we no. talked about yeah. that last week, actually. <laughs> yeah, leaps yeah. and bounds. <laughs> I think uh, I think Xbox has mostly given up on the yeah. on the Xbox Gold games. I, I am think, I think if, Xbox can give up on it because I mean, I don't. I am wondering you know. if uh, PlayStation will do what uh, Xbox did and convert PS Plus members. Or PS Now, or yeah, PS Plus members into PS Now if they ever combine them. Yeah, yeah. Because that I was think. a big thing for Xbox. They got a lot of subscriptions for that. It just makes sense because then <laughs> I got to pull out my favorite word, but then you've got the person tied into the ecosystem at that point, yeah. right? Yeah. Christian, do you think they, you know, once Sony does that, do you, do you think the PS Plus games and the Xbox Gold games freebies will go away? I mean, what's the point to that point right yeah Just yeah i don't know try to I get mean, people in their service and get them to pay them uh, every month it's more lucrative than 
I'm oh, kind yeah, of mixed on it because the games, to your guys' point, right? The the gold games lately have been kind of a joke. I you know I, I don't even think I add them to my library half the time. Um, but there are you know that's us, and I I'm an early adopter, buy everything. You know what I mean. Whereas there are people out there I know who they're if it's a free game, it's a free game. It's still something. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I don't know. I get all those licenses though. <laughs> Make sure. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, Carl, thanks, man. Super chat. We got five uh, quid. One word on Sony IP sales. You put big titles on to get subs, but you take them off when you see the run rate sales drop. Yeah, that's fair. So that that's going back to the whole timed exclusivity thing too, um, which you know I have to imagine if you if you know about Game Pass, right? Phil's been pretty clear that Game Pass has uh, who's got the phone on loud. Leo, my you. bad, my bad. <laughs> um, Game Pass took them years to set up. It's not something you can just turn on, right? <laughs> um, and so it wouldn't surprise me to see, uh, you know, Sony's been working on something for this for a while now, but it, it takes a long time to just bring to light, right? Bring to fruition. So, um, you know, it, it won't surprise me to see something soon from Sony in this regard. I'll bring it, man. My sister's number so you can yell at her. all right man uh let's touch on the game awards so game awards are coming up here shortly we have had uh some interesting comments about the game awards lately especially since they announced the nominees which is always fun um i didn't want to go through the whole list because there's a ton of categories for the game awards of course um but i did want to just talk about the the big one which is game of the year and then i had one other list here so I do have some thoughts on Game of the Year, and I'm not one that's going to rant or rave or really even care who's nominated for this. But the Game of Year nominees for the Game Awards are Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Animal Crossing New Horizon, and Last of Us 2. Now, what I really find interesting about this... Well, first, before we get there, the cutoff date is November 20th. I looked it up this morning, right? So that means that any game... Yeah, yesterday. Any game that came out before yesterday is is uh, eligible, um, which I found really interesting. So I don't know if you know this, but it it wasn't always the twentieth. It was yeah, the last year was the thirteenth or something. Yeah. yeah. So the weird thing was, if you remember earlier this year, they said Cyberpunk when it was releasing on November nineteenth was not going to be eligible. Huh. Yeah. Yet yeah. Now Cyberpunk's delayed. And now the eligibility date is the twentieth. How did that happen? Amen. Yeah, because I remember last Game year Awards. wasn't it Star Wars that missed out that yes. fall in order? Yes. Yeah, because it's nominated this year for a bunch of stuff. Yes. For some stuff. Anyway. I don't know why that game's horrible. <laughs> That's a whole. We're not. We're not. We're not getting into that, Leo. Stop getting us off track. <laughs> um, so what I wanted to ask you guys is, are there any games in this Game of the Year list? These six they nominated that you think should be on that list from a critical perspective. I'm not talking about your personal favorites, but critically, (laughs) what game do you think should be on there? What'd you say, Leo? Borderlands 3. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I know what game should not be on that list. Go for it. Animal Crossings. The whole (laughs) fiasco with that one island and the first person who created that island is the, you know, the main character is like, I had my daughter create the first island and she never plays. And it's like, here I'm sitting down there trying to, you know, 
get stuff to to appear and it never appears because I'm not the main person. That should be like it's so bad. <laughs> disqualification. So, Dan, I don't know what you're doing over there, but do you have anything for right. Game Awards? Listen, I, I think Ori should be on that list. I mean, for sure. I don't know about Doom. You know, if I'm just going off of basically, uh, you know, what I've seen, I'm not. Yeah, you know, Doom is huge, but you know, also Hades. While you know, it seems to be be loved by many, many people. It's also, you know, I don't know how many people actually played it. So, like, I'm kind of in the same boat you are, though, right? Because it doesn't really matter in the end. You know, I, I would have liked to have seen, you know. Uh, Ori be on there because I, you know, even though it's not my type of game, it's still gorgeous and it plays well and it's a really well done game. The four or five hours that I got into it, you know, so it's, I don't know, it, it's, it doesn't matter in the end. No, but you always, you always root for. Well, of course, team, I mean, you know, it, and stuff like you, that. So you know, if you're nominated or, or especially if you win, you're going to get, you know, it's going to increase sales. It's going to help recognition. I think the one thing I'm struggling with, and I, you guys kind of touched on this at a high level, is you've got let's let's talk about the games that aren't on the list. So Ori was one that was called out probably because of Xbox guys, but regardless, Ori is a game that's super highly critically rated, right? Yeah, regardless. Um, yeah. Another thing that I noticed this morning, as I was writing this out, is Demon Souls isn't on this list. Demon Souls is rated higher than five out of these six games. Um, it meets the cutoff and people will say, well, it's a remake. Well, Resident Evil 2 was up for game of the year last year. So why wouldn't Demon Souls be on the list? So my post to- Final Fantasy 7 remake. I mean, literally. Oh, <laughs> duh. yes. Thank yeah. you. I didn't even think no about it. Um, but that, that's why I'm kind of confused, right? You've got two games in Demon's Souls and Ori, and there's probably others that are rated over 90 in terms of open critic, Metacritic, you know, blah, 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 um, that are way higher than... I'm not trying to poke fun because I know this is your game, Dan, but Ghost of Tsushima's Metacritic score is 82. It's not mm-hmm. even in the same ballpark as some of these other games. Um, what's the other one? Doom is like 85 or 84, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't understand who's making the decisions when you've got much higher critically rated games that are left off the list. I'm well, actually I was- surprised uh, Luigi's Mansion wasn't on there out of all the Switch yeah. games because a lot of people love that game. Yeah. But and that's the weird thing, right? It's like Ghost of Tsushima. I know a lot of people, including Dan, I believe, who have this as their game of the year, and I, mm-hmm. I think it's a great game. But what's the criteria? Where does personal opinion come in for the people that get to put the games in this list? Because people mistakenly say, "Oh, Keeley chose." Keeley doesn't have anything to do with it. So, but but there is a group of people that get to select these games. Right. Jeff Grubb came out and said, "Hey, listen, don't put too much stock in this. We literally got this stuff." during our our console release, you know, during the time when they got the stuff and it was kind of like one of those things is like, Oh, we got to get this done real quick. And so there was so much going on. So that might've played a part of it. You know, I, I don't know for sure. Well, um, yeah. 93. Yeah. Yeah. A- Asa, what's up, dude? Uh, that was another one I, I forgot to mention. So I'm glad mm-hmm. you mentioned it is half-life Alex is uh, 93. I mean, I went through this morning writing these notes up and I was like, there's multiple games that are notably higher rated than the games on this list. Um, that should be nominated, but they're not. It's very strange to me. 
Now, what's yeah. wrong? Are the ratings wrong or this list is wrong? <laughs> Fair too. Oh, yeah, I mean, at is. the end of the day, it's all one thing or another, right? Yeah. Um, but right. I, I just I wish they were more clear about the criteria on how these games get on this list. Doesn't sound like they really have any. It's like it sounds like they, they go out to these people that have been picked. You know, I mean, I, last year it was, you know, the it was like the 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 high console right or whatever it was like where they had like a certain like Phil and everybody else where they had uh like these specific people that just put these games on the list. Now this year it sounds like they they went out to you know maybe different media like you know with Jeff Grubb you know or. Or maybe this was, it's just kind of like a, a mix of all of this stuff. It's just weird. So, I mean, they just say, okay, well, I'm going to put, you know, what's your game of the year? And this guy sends in five, you know, his five or six picks. And the next guy sends his five or six picks. They just add them up and then just say, there you go. You know, so, I mean, it's, 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 it's so, you know. Arbitrary. Yeah, arbitrary, mm-hmm. right? It's just, it's yeah. whatever, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, that's why it, it just doesn't matter. I mean, it's just, it's. It's cool to watch, and it's really going to be more for the videos and the you know the new stuff sure. that we see. That's going to be the biggest yeah. thing for me. Um, but yeah, that's I mean, the only reason I watch is for the new stuff, that's it, man. Yeah, I think that's true of a lot of people. Probably, I figure it's like the Oscars. Whoever gets the best freebies, <laughs> their game gets put on there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. I didn't put as much weight into it until I went through this morning and kind of looked at all these games ratings and what they were reviewed and then looked at the games that were left off. And then I was like, all right, this is definitely screwy. Um, And I think Asa makes a great point is that, you know, something like Half-Life Alex is a 93 rated, but it also broke new ground, right? To his point Um, and push VR forward where a game like, not not trying to make fun of Animal Crossing, but to Peter's point, there's a lot of problems with that game. It's definitely a unique audience. But it's also the best-selling game of the year. How does that factor yeah, in? Yeah. You know, I don't know. You can thank COVID for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's ah, the, yeah, it's maybe. the Nintendo name. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Fork, I mean, what's up, brother? Again, man, Fork, too much money on on us chumps over here, man. I appreciate it though. Uh, video game awards are biased. They like what they want, and they don't care for what actually is good. Well, yeah, and I think that's that's our problem, right? Is who's if they're just gathering a group of media and saying, okay, what's your opinion on this? Well, that doesn't really hold much weight to me. Yeah. I, I mean, or, do, or is it, is it a factor of all this stuff? Is it sales? Is it, you know, the meta, you know, is mixed in there? Is it, and then these people's opinions, you could have. That would make more things. sense. A scoring right. criteria. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, uh, you know, but, but Metacritic is, you know, is not, you know, the, the be all end all has never has no. been right. But that's just a place where you can go, you know, but it's not directly connected necessarily with, you know, Keeley and the game awards. No. So it could be completely different. It all depends on who they have on their, you know, super high console over there. How many entries? I mean, how many people are, are voting? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, uh, just... I looked that up last year. I don't know this year, though. What was it last year? Do you know? Because I mean, sure, if it's if it's know. like yeah. you know, say the pool is not large and only five people wrote down like like Doom, but there's the spread of games is so large that you know Doom will make it to this list, even though you know the amount of votes it got is low. Uh, I mean, many way to a hundred people, something yeah. like that. Yeah, I don't. I'm trying to find out real quick, but I yeah, I don't. So I don't you only remember. need to have like if. if a few of those people with the same one, the same game, and 
automatically makes this on this list. Yeah. Yeah. I know one thing if they pick the winner by drama, last of us will win. Good grief. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't um, why don't we go ahead and uh, go ahead? Let's make our selections now and we'll see what happens. Who what game you guys think is gonna win out of these six? Ghost. Ghost, okay. Last of Us. Or maybe that's my f- personal favorite and also my game of the year. So, okay, slightly biased, but <laughs> Dan, sure. Like my mine is Ghost of Tsushima right now. Yeah, uh, but uh, who I think is going to win, man. I bet you it's either Final Fantasy VII or Last of Us Two. I would say yeah, it's probably one of those. That's who I think will win too. I think one that's who I think two. will win. But Ghost think, of Tsushima is not even. I'd be close. happy with Ghost or Doom. Yeah, Dune Doom doesn't stand a chance. Yeah, I don't think it does either. No, I, I don't think. But then again, Sekiro run didn't they last year or something like that? Yeah. Sekiro won last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Last of Us Two is going to win for I sure. Think so. Yeah, um, it's just nominated in so many different things, despite the controversy surrounding it, of course. True. Um, I wanted to mention this real quick too, from a character perspective. This is the only other category I wanted to touch on is performance. Um, because some of these are pretty notable, I know, and, and some of you guys really like this. So Ashley Johnson, of who, is, of course, is Ellie. Um, Laura Bailey, a uh, very well-known voice actress, was Abby. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Is it Daisuke Suji as Jin from Ghost of Tsushima? Mm, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Logan Cunningham as Hades and Naji Jeter, maybe, as Miles Morales. So if you had to pick the best character who was voiced and acted as between Ellie, Abby, Jen, Hades, and Miles, where are you guys landing on that? Mm. Now I haven't played all I haven't played Miles, I haven't played Hades, so I can't. I would say Abby or Hades. Okay. I'd go with that. Because like the voice acting in Hades is really good. Like really good. Yeah. Yeah, despite what but, you think of the story of the characters, you have to look at yeah, the voice actors. But there. Abby is really well done too. Yeah. Well, Laura Bailey's yeah, she's very yeah. good. <laughs> I, I never cared much for uh what's her name? Uh the other one from Last of Us. Uh a- Ashley. Uh, yeah. I've never really cared for her voice acting, to be honest. Daisuke. Daisuke. Oh, thank you, Elu and Walt. They said it's Daisuke Suji. God, I messed that one up. Man, but, I think Ashley Jones was better as Ellie in The Last of Us 1, the first one. Mm. The yeah, I agree. One. But gotcha. I think, uh, you know, voice actor for Jin was really good. Mm. I mean, it really, you know, came together really well. Yeah. yeah that With that one, it, it was felt very natural. I did it all in Japanese, so I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and Miles Mark. is great, but, you know, I, I, don't games, know if, I don't know. I don't know if he could go up against i mean really it's gonna i think it'll be one of the first two it'll be ellie rabbi you know so i Did think they get the same guy win. from uh spireverse to do the game mm, no 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 because no? it's okay. yeah because he was in the first game as well different guy different guy i forgot mm. people hated abby <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think uh personally i think last of us two is going to run away with a lot, a lot of, of these awards yeah, yeah including this one, whether it's Ellie or Abby. Um, Hell, they'll probably even win fighting game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right. So we can move off the Game Awards. I know it's coming up. I'm more curious, as you guys said, to see some of the premieres we see during it. But mm-hmm. I just 
I, I hadn't really paid attention to any of his drama and I don't really care. But when I actually put the notes down this morning and saw game of the year nominees and then kind of looked across like what games are rated and the cutoff date, I was like, how did, how did some of these other games miss out? It doesn't really make any sense. Um, so anyway, um, all right, before we get to what we're currently playing, I give you guys the opportunity as we do every week now as to what is grinding your gear. So Peter, Leo, if you're not familiar with this, this is our short segment. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much the same thing. Short segment. You got anything that's uh, uh, annoying you or you just want to call out in terms of the video game industry, not in your personal life. Leave that over there. Um, <laughs> go for it. Anything uh, or I'll start with Dan. Give you guys a second. Dan, you got anything this week? No, man, I'm good. Um, I'm I. I was actually, I've just been, I've been kind of off Twitter, so nothing to really get upset about, you know. Um, Except for making dance videos, you know. Yeah, and dance videos, right. Yeah, that's all I got to do. That's <laughs> what the, you know, I will just say Bahala solidly a seven. It's all good, though. I still enjoy my time. Well, I know what's grinding my gears now. Yeah. Dance yeah. Reading on- yeah, I was going to say uh, bad review scores of good games. You that's literally have, have you even gotten to England yet? No, I haven't played it enough yet because I got it around five o'clock yesterday. I yep. had played it for an hour. Then I had to go and stream with Forking Crew. And then gotcha. I got up today, made some breakfast, had to do some things around the house, and I still haven't played it yet today. So I'll play it later tonight or tomorrow. So mm-hmm. I haven't really had enough time into it to really say if it's you know a great game, good game, bad game. It's higher than a seven. No, the average game and technically we, is a five. We, we, we don't have to above stay average. On it. So above Dan, average, Dan has some uh, valid complaints. I will say that there are mm-hmm. there are absolutely valid complaints with the game. Um, there are things that if I had my way, I would definitely change. There are things that are annoying about it. Um, but that said, when you take the positives of the game and what they created and the the breadth of it and the world and everything else, I I really still enjoy it despite that. I do too. That's the thing. I really do. Until I realized that I was playing Odyssey again. Literally the same story. The same story. <laughs> so whatever, you know, if you played Odyssey and you want, hey, we've got these two siblings. One of them's a dick. The other one is seems like a nice person. And then, you know, and they're trying to, you know, not be a dick. And you know, it's literally the same thing. And then in between all that stuff is you doing the same thing in different areas of the map over and over again with like one cutscene that tries to, you know, make you emotionally attached to it. And except once you are, you literally forget about it the next time you go to a different area. It's literally the same thing. And I haven't played the main story in 30 hours. 30 hours. Yeah, but but that could be true of any you could you I'm sure you'll be able to do that in no, Cyberpunk too. I, I should I said that wrong. Okay, I've been <laughs> playing the main story, okay? I haven't had any kind of connection to the actual storyline yeah. for 30 hours. And that's not going to do side quests and stuff. This is doing the main story. The entire length of the story, I'm just like what in the hell is the point of all this garbage? It, Which one is the Dick Avor? Well, no, you know, they're, they're, you've got, you know, your brother, right? Sigurd. You know, this is all early, so I'm not really spoiling anything. And then you've got Avor, right? Wait, they are the siblings. I thought right? Sigurd was the son of the king. Sigurd's like your 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 brother. 
You oh, know, like gotcha. They, he's right. not your sibling, but he's yeah. your yeah. Yeah, they're basically yeah, they're basically like they adopted or something. Yeah. Yeah, and then that's it, it's it's whatever. It's basically the same thing. I mean, it's it's Odyssey. It's it's okay. Sorry, whatever your name is, in Odyssey Axios Maxios Maxipad. I don't know what his name was. <laughs> I think Cassandra. You basically have you yeah. know the two people that are Alexios. fighting. Oh, yeah, Alexios. Terrible. Each time when I see that guy, it's like I'm so glad I didn't pick him. I oh, know, man, he's he's such a, right. Oh, yeah. Ace said you're spoiling at least two games here, and probably next year's as well. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> so, correct. Don't don't listen to Dan Peter. It's a good game. You'll oh, enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, so you can far, still but, enjoy it. Yeah. I'm just telling you, don't get your hopes up and and understand that it is literally the same thing repeated over and over and over and over again. Let's see. Pompa, 499 Super Chat. Thank you, Ains, for getting Dan to have something to guard my gears when he said he had nothing. See, yep. Pompa understands what I'm doing. I got Dan going. That's you all we needed going. to do. Ains is over there. Dance, Listen, Pompa. I, Dance. I, I really, I really want to do the show, the the one-off season gaming, me and, and, and Angela uh, having a debate. Once we both finish the game all the way, you know, I will talk to Luke Lore and Sip It Goes, and he can moderate, all right, because you can't. You cannot. You, I got to get you out of this. <laughs> you cannot be here at all. I need a, you know, at least a slightly less biased, you know, moderator. You know, I don't need, you know, no. <laughs> so we'll get that going. We'll see what you know what comes of it. Yeah. We'll, so Phasma and Dan are going to debate on Valhalla one. Yes. On one. When we're all done. When we're all done, it'll be a spoiler cast. You know, there we go. That'll be fun. It'll be fun. <laughs> All right, well, All we right. got something for grinding gears. Leo, yeah. Peter, anything you want to rant about? Go for it if you do. Yeah. We need Go. A connect, we need a Connect 3.0 because what's a dance game? Like, just dance without a camera. You can't hold a phone right. in your hand and shake that thing. What the heck? <laughs> That's kind of my game. <laughs> connect 3.0. I did not expect to hear that today on today's yeah, show, man. but I love it. Mm. I love it. Hell yes. Yeah, I, I love Connect. Connect's underrated. Yes, it wasn't the best for games, but other things, it was awesome. Yes. Uh, and to your point, for games like Just Dance or other things. Uh, right. It cool I mean, to, it's. Yeah. It's, yeah. Can do connect, it out. Connect Bros, <laughs> for sure. Oh, that yeah. is something that grinds my gears, Spook. <laughs> there's no freaking new fighting games coming out until next year, and there's one. What the hell? They show all these next gen games for the last six months, not one freaking fighting game. Not yeah. one. Fighting games uh, as a genre have kind of yeah they've kind of they've they've grown into a niche where they used to be a really big genre. It's more of a niche genre now. Yeah, Mortal Kombat 11, the Ultimate Edition came out, but it's just adding three characters. That's the only thing they're adding to it. Yeah. There's no, like there's no Street Fighter Six. There's no Tekken Eight. There's no new fighting game I've never even heard of that looks awesome. Did you? You, know you did mean? see. You did see that uh, Capcom did say Street Fighter Six is coming. Yeah, I saw that, but it's not here. Like, there's no trailer. There's nothing. There's like, yeah, nothing. All to get these you next excited. gen games, and it's just like, where's a fighting game? Like, Killer Instinct two. That would have been awesome. Yep. I mean, Killer Instinct was one of the best fighting games made. So why can't they make another one? I know it did good sale wise, and that was on a, what was it? You get two characters at the beginning. Like it was a free to play with two yeah. characters, and then you could buy into it. Yep. Yeah. And it has one of the best net codes ever. Like the next fight, new fighting game doesn't come out until February with Guilty Gear. Yep. Nice. It's been annoying me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. 
All right. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about what we're currently playing. So I wanted to touch real quick. Um, Peter, did you get a? Uh, I know you got a Series X, right? Yes. Did you get a PS5 as well? I did. Okay, nice. I did. So, so, uh, so we all have a Series X, and Leo. No, you you don't, Leo. You're playing on the S. Systems. Yes. Okay. So, so Peter. So Peter, I'll ask you then. Um, how are you? Uh, you still enjoying the system since launch? Any any issues? Anything you know that's annoying you, or are you really enjoying them? Uh, the, the thing that annoys me with the uh, Series X is might have to do with my monitor or a combination of both. I'm, I'm having here a 2K monitor with HDR. Okay. And basically, when you go into a game and then go back to a desktop or using one of the you know other kind of kind of apps. Basically, yeah. my screen turns black, and I can't change it uh, without, like, either unplugging the, the the monitor or the HDMI cable, and basically get a new handshake, and then yes, the game. Works. I, ha I have the same issue. Is it when it when it's switching between HDR and non HDR? Yes. Yes. Yep. I have the same and, issue. Yeah. So, and I was hoping that the um, so I joined the um, Alpha Skip Ahead, yep. and it seemed to work fine till yesterday. So ah. I don't know if it got a new update or it's still broken. So, huh? Yeah, that's uh, that's weird. But uh, yeah, I do have that issue as well. I thought at first it might have been my receiver because I run through a receiver to the oh, TV. Right. Mm -hmm. But uh, no, it definitely seems like some type of handoff issue. It's pretty frustrating to your point because then I have to unplug the TV and plug it back in to reset the uh, thing. Right. Right. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. So. So. But uh, what what have you been uh, what have you been playing on them? What I've been playing uh, on the on the PlayStation Five. I. Checked out Bucks Snacks because I know I would be here on the show. And uh, good choice, game of the year. Yeah, <laughs> that that was short lived. I, yeah, that's fair. Also fair. Let's <laughs> <laughs> let's keep with that. But uh, yeah. that, that Astro, yes, uh, game is phenomenal. Uh, it's yes. really really cool. Really enjoying that. Um, yeah. Also played like. Uh, Days Gone, because you know now with uh, six frames per second, okay. yeah, yeah, very, yeah. very smooth. I haven't played that game yet, so I started it up too. It's like, oh man, that's really good. But there's no. so much to play, and uh, you know, I started playing on the series Series X, played Valhalla just a little bit. Um, Watch Dogs Three, great game. Doesn't yep. save though; it's broken. I uh, lost progress for two uh, days in a row. Got so bug. pissed, and I'm yeah. like shelving that till. Till they patch it, and uh, and now I'm playing back uh, Odyssey again because I love Cassandra and still have some more stuff to do. Finish the main story, but just the side stuff. I just you know, cool. At least I have that eagle I can see stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, cool, cool, cool. Leo, what you been up to, man? Um, I know uh, you've been grinding in Destiny. Yeah, that's an game that's been grinding my gears, but um, <laughs> freaking. Uh, I've been juggling a few games. Like I've been going back and like I just got Valhalla yesterday, so I haven't really had a chance to play too much of that. But I've been yeah. playing uh, Watch Dogs Legion, pretty yeah. fun game so far. I've actually been lucky and had no issues with it so far. And I've heard of a lot of people having issues with it. I'm yeah. lucky. Uh, I've been playing Borderlands Three. Obviously, I go back and forth with that one. Um, I was playing uh, Ghost the other day too. Tsushima. Yeah. I, think I said that right. And then I've been playing Tales of Mysteria. Oh, okay. How's that? Oh, it's an awesome game. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the Tales games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I know that uh, uh, when that came out, I know people were saying like, if you're looking for a a good JRPG, like a new one, that you know, a lot of people were waiting on that one. But I haven't checked it out. Oh yeah, it's really good, and it's not turn-based, Dan. Don't worry. Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> and you get the, you get a hoverboard. Okay. Hey. Sold. Sold. Yeah. Like they get just like little cool things. You know what I mean? They're just fun to do. Yeah, that's cool. So speaking of fun to do and solid turn-based RPGs, uh, you playing Yakuza yet, Dan? No, absolutely not. <laughs> oh, that's we, right. You're, we're not, already, a yeah, You're not a fan. You're not a fan. I forgot. Yeah, we've already passed the grinding my gear section. <laughs> yeah, all right. And and and, and I don't, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to Nick about it. All right, because hmm? Nicholas Downey, undead. He seems oh, to be loving it. He seems to be loving it. Come on, Nick. Nick. This is a Nick with a NICH. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Because here, here's the thing. You know, I I, I love the Yakuza games. I've, told, I've talked about this before. Turn-based thing turns me off. The biggest thing, though, is, you know, we talked about this a little in the chat, Ames. It, it's, it's Yakuza always found a balance between the hysterical and, and the crazy, you know, stuff that the culture, you know, injects into the game. And also the seriousness and tone of the story so but they never really crossed paths all that much and when they did it was kind of minor you know so my worry is that if i'm over there you know in this in, in i don't know what the storyline is you know like i'll just take like a yakuza game where his his girlfriend was killed by you know whatever and i'm going to fight this guy that, that killed her and i'm going over there with a crack pepper shaker and a guitar and playing really loud beats to kill him. It sounds ridiculous and stupid. So that's my biggest fear. Like if it was just like turn-based, maybe if it was, you know, and I'm sure you could choose, but I mean, you know, all the most powerful stuff is going to be that guy that's, you know, got like a toaster that shoots out like special toast and kills <laughs> or something stupid like that. That's all I've seen. You know, I, I want regular, turn-based combat and and the, all that fun stuff keep it over here don't don't mix you know you're, you're getting them mixed up it's like oil and water here you know <laughs> it doesn't work for me you can uh co cosplay as gene simmons in it <laughs> steve right yeah it's crazy to me like it's so it, it's so like immersion breaking for me it would be that i i'm, I'm afraid to pick it up did you I'm like afraid. i love judgment but that was also a, a beat em up more than it was any kind of turn yeah. thing. You know, it was, it was, it was basically Yakuza with different characters, which is fine, you know, and they did a really good job for it with it. It's just, you know, but they didn't take away the, the base, you know, game mechanic. Yeah. The mechanic. You know what I mean? Like, and, I, and like I said, turn base, I might be able to, you know, go towards I mean, it's just the, but the whole ridiculousness of it, you just can't take it. There's got to be a level, and I'm curious to see what people say about that. I really want to because I, I would love to play it. I just refuse to spend money on it until I know better. <laughs> I so. remember the first time I played Yakuza, and I found out I could pick up a bike and beat someone senseless with it. <laughs> like I did yeah. it on accident. You just picked it up, and I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> yeah. All right. So you've been uh, putting in a ton of time into Valhalla. Uh, what else you got going on? Because I think we we we've tackled Valhalla enough for one day. I yeah, I, Valhalla. I should finish that this weekend. I did Miles. I played it hundred percented. Uh, you platinum it? Not yet. Okay. You got to do a whole new game plus, which uh, is fine because you can use you know once you once you do the new game plus, you can literally just breeze through the main story. It would probably take you eight to ten hours. 
Okay. It took me about 21 hours to 100% all the collectibles, all the missions, okay. everything in Miles Morales. I got the review about halfway done. Okay. It's been kind of struggling with a couple things. So that should be out, I would say, by Monday. Um, or I'll have it to you by Monday. Um, and then that's really it. Oh, the Pathless. I played the Pathless. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That Heard game, good things. Yeah. I was super shocked. I hate those games, right? I hate those kind of games, those little kind of indie, you know, weird mechanic kind of stuff. It is super good. And it, it's it's fast. Like, once you get into it a little bit, it's it's – it's actually really enjoyable. I even barely uh, scratch the surface, but that's probably going to be the next one I do after Bahala and, and finish that off. So hopefully it keeps up what it's doing. We'll okay. see. Sure. Right. And then, that, and of course, bug snacks, but that goes without saying. Stop it. You know? You're not actually <laughs> playing it. I know you're not. I've got at least two hours in that game. That's way too much. <laughs> that's probably way too much. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I've got like 15 minutes and I think I've had my fill, but we'll see. Um, so let me add, uh, obviously Demon Souls. I talked about that last week. Um, if you love the Souls games, it's an absolute must play. It's uh, it's fantastic. Been streaming that if you want to stop by sometime and just enjoy it, even if you don't play the game. Um, it's definitely a good time. Uh, let me shout out Sackboy real quick. Yeah, I'll be playing that too, yeah. Yeah, Sackboy is, I know uh, it kind of got a little flag for being one of those goofy launch games. I don't think it's necessarily goofy. It's just that it's a 3D platformer, and those are inherently more, you know, cartoony or kid-like games. Um, it is a fantastic game. It's fantastic. Um, I think it's probably the surprise for me of this launch, uh, because I knew Demon's Souls was going to be amazing, right? I know the update to Gears and Gears Tactics are great games, and you know, all these other things. Everyone knew Miles was going to be a great game. Um, but Sackboy is very, very good. If you like 3D platformers, I'm going to keep preaching about it because I want people to buy that game. I want it to be successful. So check it out, please. Is it on PS4? It's on PS4 as well. Yeah. Oh, it okay. Yeah, it's PS4 and PS5. Um, I think it's uh, it's not even a full price. I think it's $50. So, you know, $10 less. Yeah. I've heard but, a lot um, of good things from Wilmy about it too. I'm telling you, man. It, you know you got to know what to expect. It's a lighthearted cutesy fun game, but it's got so much charm. The mechanics are really well done. The level designs just, it's just really, really good. It's really good. So, um, you know, probably hear me talking about that game for a while, but I put up a clip yesterday on my Twitter feed uh, of one of the levels that I was literally in my game room playing it. And I was laughing out loud. I was the only one down here. I probably look like a psychopath, <laughs> but I was laughing out loud playing it because of how well it was done. Um, it's just so cool. And then uh, I got back into Destiny because my stepson is an addict and I want to be able to play it with him. So I started playing that and uh, it, it's still Destiny. It's really fun to play. The gun mechanics are great, but damn half the time I'm like, do I really need to just sit here and grind the same level over and over again to do something? Yes, um, that's how the game works. I know, and, and that's what made me stop like, playing it. And it's like, Did you hit 1200 yet? I Just last night, I'm at 1207. Just so you know, it gets worse. I know. <laughs> like I know. I've been like it took me two days to get a piece of armor that was above what I had. Oh, yeah. that What's was the cool. highest light level right now. Twelve sixty is the highest you could go if you get your artifact like maxed out, which no one has. But twelve forty is the main like high light level. The thing that's the problem is Dan. Like so, my stepson kept saying get to twelve hundred. Right, that's like the new kind of base. 
So I started brand new and you start at 1050 now mm-hmm. with the new oh. game. Would That's be online. There you go. Uh, yeah. I'm so, so I Oh, and for people that were like that play before, all your uh, weapons go to 1050 automatically, even if they were lower than that. Yeah, it's like everyone's just in. set there. Oh, okay. Um, so I played the the new campaign they have, which is very strange. Like I mentioned last week or the week before, is because for someone like me who hasn't played in years, you're literally playing the beginning of Destiny One again from 2013 or 2014. Um, it's very strange. Huh? When when you start a new character now, it's literally Destiny One from when it launched. Oh, the Cosmodrone. Yeah, you. I forgot about that. It starts you out there for like a little bit. It's seven seven missions. They're exactly the same. Hmm. Yeah, because I played the hell out of Destiny One. I have hundreds. Of I thought hours. you were talking about uh, Beyond Light. <laughs> no, like, no, no, no. I remember no. that. In when you start a new character, yeah, it goes you through this introductory. But anyway, and so going from ten fifty light level up you get new gear all the time so you're constantly improving so now that i hit 1200 it's really weird to me because every piece of gear you get is like 1200 like to level your gear you have to do all these other things which makes it it Mm -hmm. turns it into almost like a mobile game it's like you need you need eight of these resources but to get those eight resources you you need 40 of these resources but to get those resources you have to go do this over here 20 times and it's like it's just a mess like of game the design. Main ways at your point to get your higher gears to do eight bounties for Banshee, eight bounties for Zavola, and then if you like Gambit, which I don't know why you would do eight bounties for them, and then eight bounties in Crucible that will get you uh, five pieces of gear. And then you go do uh, the three strikes on the playlist, which you have to have a Pacific Singe, which I believe it's Arc. This it's week. Arc right now. Yep. And that will get you a piece, and then they have a crucible where you do three matches, which isn't that bad. Like, as long as it's like the uh, survival one, not so good because you have to actually win. And if you lose, it takes away from it. Yeah, it's just it's very odd. I, I don't know why they've. I, well, I mean, it's been very successful, so obviously it's working for people. Um, but it's just weird to me in the way you upgrade and get gear in that game because it's not all about just playing what you want to play and getting random drops. It's about doing things in order and sequence that they want you to well, meaning you have to have multiple characters too to get like the full light level to go up yeah because a lot of people they'll hit a certain bark then they'll move on to another character like a titan or a hunter and then do the same thing and then go back around the next week yeah it's crazy to me so i, I don't understand it uh i'm down to play it just in you know co-op for fun but yeah i'm never gonna get back into fully grinding that game because it's just crazy to me so peter you ever get into destiny I, uh, I I did in the beginning, like uh, you know, like played one, played two, and played some of the uh, you know expansions, and, uh, and and then you know new games came around, and it's just inventory management. I I hate stuff. It's like when you get overburned and you have to you know pick and choose what to get rid of. It's like uh, yeah, and just the grinds, you know, day in day out, just to you know. It's, Funny it's thing too is. Much. Uh... On Destiny One, I only played through the campaign, and that was it. And then I returned the game. <laughs> <laughs> and the campaign in Destiny One, when it first launched, was pretty lackluster too. So, back when you could rent games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Anyway, all right. Uh, anything else you guys want to touch on? Um, currently playing, or anything else currently happening? I'm not playing shit. To about how I'm talking to you, mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Until Valhalla is done, huh? Until, until it's done. I, I, I am 
uh, I think I'm on the last area that you have to take. You know what I mean? Like the yeah, whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say if you're at ninety, you could have probably finished it, but you probably did a lot of side stuff too, right? I, I did a fair amount. Yeah, I mean, like, okay, so you get like there's an achievement for hitting level two eighty. Okay, it's called you're in the end game now. So I assume that's the level you need to hit to be comfortable taking on sure the ending. So I'm yeah. way past that. I'm just mauling people with my Thor's <laughs> hammer or whatever the hell it is I have, whatever nice. hammer I have, just destroying people. It's super fun watching their heads pop. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> Pretty enjoyable. Well, cool. All right, guys, uh, a couple things to mention real quick. So um, uh, this week, uh, Godfall, which is one of the launch PS5 games, uh, Steve did his review for that, which uh, is out and got a lot of feedback because it's not a uh, it's not a very generous review. Uh, that game seems to have a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, our review of Falconeer is also up on the site, so you can check that out. Series X uh, and S launch game. Um, well, someone broke some. <laughs> That was his, just over there like my statue. No, <laughs> that was his TV falling off the wall. Something actually just fell, and I don't know what. So that's not a good thing. Um, we'll figure that out here shortly. Uh, what was I saying? Um, uh, I am streaming Demon Souls. So, like I said, even if you don't want to play the game, if you want to check that out and just see what it's all about, been doing a stream series of that, so you can check it out. And then um, we've been talking about this for a while, and it's almost here. So our five-year anniversary is uh, December first at the site which is awesome. And uh, I don't think next week, but I think the week after, so two weeks from today, we're going to do a special uh, big cast with all of the uh, SG contributors. So myself, Dan, um, Phasma, Elu, uh, Steve, uh, Direct Gaming. So a bunch of the guys. Um, it should be a blast. So make sure uh, you stay tuned for that. Guys, by the way. Say it again. Sorry, you broke up. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thanks, man. It's 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 crazy. I can't believe it's been five years. Um, but we also have a unique, uh, I don't even have it sitting next to me. We have a unique, uh, five-year logo that we're putting out too, as well to celebrate and going to do some merch with and some, uh, charity stuff. So very cool. Yep. Anyway, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. We are going to wrap the episode up. So Peter HDK, man, why don't you tell us where that people can find you and the uh, original next level gaming crew? Yeah. Every uh, Thursday, 9 PM Eastern standard. We're, uh, hosting the, uh, original Lex. Next Level Gaming show with myself, Stinger, and uh, Fastback. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at HCK360. You can find me playing on Xbox as HCK or PlayStation as HCK360 and Twitter HCK360. So that's where awesome. I roam. Cool. PlayStation name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got 360 in your PlayStation name. <laughs> love it um but yeah love uh next level gaming uh show guys so uh obviously we've talked about them plenty here so i think all of our audience is familiar but definitely check them out leo man why don't you tell us where you can find you the fork and crew your streams and gaming beyond the box oh hell that's a list um gaming beyond <laughs> the box, wednesday at 8 est uh and then me fork and ghost do streaming friday saturday sunday monday usually sometimes we don't do them you know for four straight days but most of the time we do and that's usually around 7 p.m on friday sunday and monday and then saturday is usually one o'clock two o'clock but we i did this today so we'll be doing it later today around four excellent 
Excellent. Well, cool, guys. Well, thank you again for coming on, man. It's been a lot of fun. Dan, you know, go for it. Real quick. We, next week, we, uh, we've got a giveaway to do. We kind of teamed up with Toasty Stickers. So we're going to do a giveaway. They're going to send one of our, we're going to, I, we can do it on the SG Twitter sure. thing. Can we? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. So what we'll do is we'll basically put out a, uh, a contest uh, with them uh, and they'll send you like kind of a, uh, a pack of whatever, like a gift pack or something. And then we also have two $10 gift cards that we'll give away with that gift pack. And then another winner with the, uh, with them. So look for that probably Monday. This is, that's why I went off there. So I don't know if you can see this. Yeah. These are the kind of the stickers. These are the button mashers over here. Yep. And then that PS hmm. logo right there. Yeah, the classic also, logo. Yeah, they also have the uh, like things you can get on your touchpad here. Okay. Uh, decals and stuff like that. Um, but they're really good, really, uh, really good price, really high quality stuff. So we're going to do that next week. And then tonight I will be on Nick's show. Sweet. The gaming perspective. So yeah. that's a oh, nice. Yeah. Eight Eastern. My show. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the other All night. Right. You guys better talk about Yakuza tonight, then. I'm gonna. That's yeah. what I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk about it before we get on. <laughs> say, Listen, Nick. What the hell's your problem? It's crazy. <laughs> so you still have time to do some playthrough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks uh, as always, chat. You've been awesome as always. Thank you guys for coming on. That was Bitcast 132, and we will see you next week. Peace. Game on. <clears throat>